Greetings, dear friends. Today in Alatri TV studio we welcome the esteemed Igor Mikhailovich Danilov. Greetings. And Janna. Greetings. We have received a lot of letters from you with a request to comment and answer questions about the ancient secret called the Ninth Circle of Satan. Unfortunately, in today's program we will be able to talk only within the framework of the materials and information that are widely known today and has been repeatedly covered and published in the media, since this information is directly related to the top officials of many states and heads of world religions. The Ninth Circle of Satan controls both religious organizations and occult orders and all branches of the Freemasons. This is the visible part of the modern power pyramid. So, what is the ancient secret order of the Ninth Circle of Satan? In modern civilization, this organization began its existence since the time of Sumer, when the first power over people appeared. Those were the representatives of the Ninth Circle of Satan who performed child sacrifices, mainly of infants, to strengthen their power over us. Since then, and to this day, representatives of the Ninth Circle of Satan have been at the top of the world elite, and there is a lot of information about this. A Dutch therapist, Tos Nienhuis, daughter of a high-ranking Mason, testifying before the judges of the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels, said that as a child she witnessed the murder of children in which the former Pope Ratzinger, also known as Pope Benedict XVI, a Dutch Catholic Cardinal Alfring and founder of the Bilderberg Club Prince of the Netherlands Bernard took part. Another witness confirmed that he saw the former Pope Joseph Ratzinger murdered a little girl. It was at a French chateau in the fall of 1987. It was ugly, horrible and didn't happen just once. Ratzinger and Bernard were some of the more prominent men who took part in the murders. The ICLCJ court received several documents from the archived records of the Jesuit order about the cult of children's sacrifices, called the Knights of Darkness. According to archived records, Joseph Ratzinger was one of the Knights of Darkness during his work as an assistant to the SS chaplain at the Ravensbrück concentration camp in Germany. Ratzinger took part in the rituals of child sacrifices, in which children from camps and children of political prisoners were used. In 2013, the ICLCJ International Court found Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip guilty in the disappearance of ten native children from the Catholic-run Kamloops Residential School in British Columbia, Canada, in 1964. Former Kamloops school resident William Combs, who was one of the eyewitnesses of this event, died after a radio interview where he talked about the abduction. And here is exactly what he said. In October the 10th, 1964, when I was 12 years old, I was an inmate at the Kamloops school and we were visited by the Queen of England and Prince Philip. I was part of a group of kids that went on a picnic with her and her husband and some of the priests down to a meadow near Deadman's Creek. I saw the Queen leave the picnic with ten children from school. The group that disappeared was seven boys and three girls in age from six to fourteen years old. They took away those ten kids and nobody ever saw them again, described William. What actually happens to the witnesses? Another eyewitness to this events, Johnny Bingodosun, who planned to testify before the court, led occupations of Vancouver Anglican and United Churches. He was beaten by police, he died the next day. The official cause of death is alcohol poisoning, although an attached toxicology report said no alcohol was in his system. In 2013, British citizen David Compman was another victim of whistleblowing against Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. He was arrested and incarcerated in the London Park Royal Mental Health Centre. Drugs were planted on him. The exact same scenario was repeated with the British soldier Vivian Cunningham who dared to ask superiors about Queen Elizabeth's outstanding arrest warrant based on court documentation. A document from the Vatican Archives submitted to the tribunal shows that in January 2012 the Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, 
by order of Queen Elizabeth, destructed evidence of the murdered children who were victims of the Ninth Circle cult. Two eyewitnesses testified that being children, they were present during the murder of a girl in a basement under the western wing of a Mohawk residential school in Brenton, Ontario, Canada. They saw how a six-year-old girl with a gag in her mouth, being tied on the altar, was repeatedly raped, then killed, gutted and dismembered. Her blood was drunk by nine members of the ritual dressed in red robes. Among them was a member of the British royal family. From Anna-Marie von Blanenberg's testimony, by order of Queen Beatrix, they have organized the murder, torture, rape and killing of children in a public settings. They organized that through youth detention centers in the Netherlands. After receiving files of approximately three children every time the criminal selected a child that had no relative or family, the child was put on the train to Tswala. In Tswala, a child was brought to a building that was equipped like a hotel. The child was put on a table and was given something to drink, and with that drink the child was drugged. In that building, People were sitting down, and at a certain moment the child was brought into that building by the criminals, was tortured, raped and brutally murdered before those people. The audience was around Prince Johann Friso, the second son of Queen Beatrix. There were his relatives and friends with him, so the whole building was filled with very important people from the Netherlands, ministers, high-ranking officers. From Tos Nienhaus' testimony, a great castle in the south of Germany where there were different bishops from that part of the country. There was also Pope John Paul II, the Polish Pope. Also Menachem Schneerson and my doctor. They all raped me. They raped me in a group and then they put jokes on me. They liked to see me struggle. Another time they took me to Saudi Arabia. There were more children. Also Schneerson was there, Cardinal Alfring and doctor was there. I was naked. There were three men. Schneerson was in the middle. On both sides there was Cardinal Alfring and Dr. Riedek. I had to fall down, and Schneerson went behind me. Then he turned me on the ground and raped me. After Saudi Arabia I was raped until I was 12 years old, and after it stopped. Igor Mikhailovich, this age appears in a great many witness testimonies. The fact that they were abused, raped and tortured for up to 12 years, and the witnesses themselves actually do not understand why it is precisely this age, what is this all about? The second search is precisely the period when a person is determined whom to serve. This was noted in many religions, especially in the ancient ones. Before the second search, a person is kind of in a choice. After the second search, the person has to decide whom to serve, God or Satan. After his determination, he already belongs to someone, and there is no sense in mocking him like that. They won't get the power they got before. The testimony of the Dutch therapist Tos Nienhaus. During the flight, a terrible thing happened there. Children were thrown off the plane. They took pleasure from the fact that children were screaming in horror. As she said, this was typical of Alfring. To confirm that this is not fiction, but real facts, I will quote from a press release of the International Tribunal into Crimes of Church and State. According to the words of a former employee of the Catholic Cathedral in Vancouver, they abduct Aboriginal children, take them to private yachts, abuse them, kill them and get rid of their bodies, throwing them in the ocean outside the Canadian 12-mile limit of territorial waters. Representatives of Catholic clergy, businessmen, judges, military and politicians involved in the Ninth Circle Satanic Child Sacrifice cult participate in this. An interview with Deborah, a 15-year-old girl who witnessed a bloody sacrifice ritual. There was a table and candles around it. There were people there, the ones who raped me. Can you tell me how did it happen? They cut a child. They cut off the foot and forced her to die. And at the same time, they were raping her. That is, he raped the child while others were watching. From the testimonies of witnesses, who in childhood were used in hunting as life targets and trophies. 
They and other children were raped and some of them were killed. The penises of the murdered boys were cut off and displayed like hunting trophies on the walls in one of the palaces in Holland. Dos Nienhaus says that next to the castle where the members of the order gathered, there was a forest where they hunted children for fun. It was dark around nine o'clock in the evening. The children were naked and it was cold. They put something like shackles on their feet so the children couldn't move quickly. It was hunt with the hounds. They themselves were on horses. Dutch Prince Bernard and Cardinal Alfred were there. They released the hounds to hunt us. But you know, we couldn't run because our legs were chained. They were laughing and joking, while the kids were crying and screaming. Children were killed. Then they did with the children the same as with the hunted animals, hares and birds. They ate them. Or they gave children to the dogs to be eaten. I had to see it. After that, they took me hunting in England, Wales and Scotland. Menachem Mendel Schneerson, Jewish chief rabbi, was in Scotland. From Fiona Barnett's testimony, an Australian citizen, on my sixth birthday, I was taken to the forest near Kayama. I was injected with a drug. When I woke, it was dark and I was lying naked face up, spread eagle on a picnic table with my hands and legs tied. Perpetrators took turns sneaking up on me. A large group of people arrived in trucks. They carried rifles and a pack of starving Doberman dogs. For some children they painted bags, for others they painted chests and then let us go. Shots were fired and children began dropping all around me. With all hope lost of my saving the other children, I took off and ran for my life. Fiona Barnett also mentioned two former Prime Ministers of Australia, the Head of Parliament and the Commissioner of State Police as the participants in the crimes of the cult of Nine Circle Satanic Child Sacrifice, as well as Anthony David Kidman, the father of Nicole Kidman. He was a clinical psychologist, biochemist and university lecturer. There are a number of testimonies of adults who have witnessed similar atrocities of the representatives of the highest global elite who are part of the secret order of the Ninth Circle of Satan. I will probably give one of such examples. A woman who was a witness said, In 2004, I was an involuntary witness to a torture, rape and murder sessions of drugged children performed for a group of high-ranked people of the Netherlands, stated a woman. I was taken to a hunting party in Belgium close to Brussels, where I saw two boys and a girl aged 14 to 16 hunted and killed by global elites. The human hunting party was heavily guarded by the Netherlands Royal Guards. King Albert of Belgium was present. From the testimony of former Dutch banker Ronald Bernard, who was found dead in Florida after an interview in which he acted as a denouncer of occult practices and child sacrifices among the banking elite. That's what he says. And then you can say, religion is a fairy tale, God doesn't exist, none of that is real. Well, for these people, it is truth and reality, and they served something immaterial, which they called Lucifer. When a person grows up to a certain status, he is invited to accept certain rules of the game. At the beginning, Ronald thought that all this was just a performance, but then, at some point, he was invited to take part in the sacrifices abroad. It went beyond all reason. The children. Were you offered to do this? Yes, and I couldn't do that. And from that moment on, I got worse and worse. I was warned when I got involved in this, if you can't put your conscience in the proverbial freezer on minus 100 degrees, then don't get involved in this. Then I laughed at it, but it wasn't a joke. That's what Svali, American woman from San Diego, says in her interview. My whole family, from the very origin, and my spouse are members of the Illuminati group. The Illuminati are Luciferians. Their roots go back to the ancient mystery religions of Babylon, Egypt, and Celtic Druidism. Many groups at the local level worship ancient deities, such as El, Baal, and others. When I was 12, my parents took me to initiation ceremony to the Vatican. Underneath the Vatican there is a large room, it has 13 catacombs, chambers, leading into it. As you go down these steps into the room, you can see that it's circular. There was a large table in the center of the room, it was on the top of this huge golden pentagram. A little boy was placed in the center of the table and drugged. I think he was drugged because he was very quiet, he didn't move or say anything. 
Then they continued to do a child sacrifice. The man was in scarlet, he was speaking in Latin, and basically he was saying, please, accept the sacrifice on this day. And then he said, this sacrifice will seal the ceremony. And then he did it. And afterwards, we were told, slowly and precisely, may the same to you or worse occur, should you ever break this oath. I've gone through some ceremonies in my life in the Illuminati. You do go through them. But I have to say that in my experience, this was the worst, just because I can't explain the amount of darkness in that room. It was just pure evil. A similar story was told by several more people who had been in the organization since birth and belonged to very rich families. The document called the magisterial privilege became the property of the International Tribunal as evidence. According to this document of December the 25th, 1967, each new pope was obliged to participate in nine circle satanic ritual sacrifice of newborn children, including drinking their blood. From the speech of the chief prosecutor, the plan was born of a twisted notion to derive spiritual power from the lifeblood of the innocent, thereby ensuring political stability of the papacy in Rome. These acts are not only genocidal, but systemic and institutionalized. Since at least 1773, they appear to have been performed by Roman Catholic Church, Jesuits and every Pope. Cases do not reach the courts. Statements from witnesses are not accepted. If accepted, then rejected for lack of evidence. Actually, this issue is not widely raised or covered in the media. Independent international human rights defenders and witnesses themselves say the following. Those who have to investigate the crimes are either themselves representatives of the Ninth Circle or their protégés. If the elite really wanted to get rid of all this, they would have done it a long time ago. However, we see that nothing is changing because the elite and support all this. It is their profit and business. Just as in the case of alcohol and drugs, in addition to business, it is a tool for the elite to stupefy a huge part of human society. Catholic Pope Francis Bergoglio ignored the UN request and did not provide data on the Church's involvement in child trafficking in December 2013. Bergoglio left Ratzinger under his protection in the Vatican, refusing to assist the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child in investigating cases of sexual abuse of children in the Catholic Church. In 2013 and in 2014, the ICLCJ court pressed charges of crimes against humanity, against humanness, including human rights violations, child trafficking and murder, conspiracy, etc. To the Catholic Popes Ratzinger and Francis, Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip, Archbishop of Canterbury Justin Welby, Superior General of the Jesuits Adolfo Nicolás Pachon and 27 other members of the global elite, some statistics. The remains of 796 Irish children, aged from two months to nine years, were found in the sewerage system of the St. Mary's Mother and Baby Home in Tuam. Irish police investigator reported to the ICLCJ court that the close to 800 babies buried in a Catholic non-septic tank were dismembered, decapitated, and in bits and pieces, signs that they could have been murdered in satanic child sacrifice rites. They appeared evidence linking the deaths of these children with the representatives of the world elite, united by the Ninth Circle Satanic Child Sacrifice. More than 50,800 missing children were found in 34 Catholic mass grave sites across Canada, Ireland and Spain. Evidence of their connection with the activities of the members of the cult of the Ninth Circle has appeared. None of the 34 graves were recognized by either the Catholic Church or the Government of Canada. According to Diane Corr, founder of the charity Childwatch, at least 4,000 children were being sacrificed to Satan a year in Great Britain alone. In 2000, the World Health Organization traced 57,000 cases of murders of children under the age of 15. Global estimates of killing children show that infants and youngest children are most at risk and that the rates for the group under 4 years of age are twice as high as those for the group between 5 and 14 years of age. 
According to official data from the International Center for Missing and Exploited Children, 8 million children go missing on our planet each year. According to some estimates, this figure is underestimated. And it is not about 8 million children who actually go missing each year, but at least 12 million children. Summarizing all this from the testimonies of witnesses given to the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels, regular sacrifices within the cult, satanic cult of the Ninth Circle, took place in catacombs under the Catholic Cathedral of Vatican, on private estates and forest properties, at state military bases in Belgium, Netherlands, Spain, Australia, Ireland, France, UK and USA. The following persons were named as protagonists of the Ninth Circle cult. The current Pope Francis, former Pope Ratzinger, Anglican United Church of Canada, Catholic Church, Church Cardinals, members of the European Royal Courts, including Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, officials from Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom and the United States, members of the government, including the CIA, senior government officials, ministers, judges, politicians and businessmen from the United States, Belgium, the Netherlands, Canada, Australia, France, Ireland and the United Kingdom. And the saddest thing is that our entire history is full of information about such sacrifices. Even if we take that very elite of Carthage, who simply gave their children to be destroyed, just like the worship of the statue of Moloch, when children were burned alive by throwing them just in the hands of a copper statue. And in addition to sacrifices, history also contains cases of cannibalism. In particular, the ancient Jews had two main types of bloody sacrifices — Zevach, when the victim's meat was eaten, and Olach, when the victim was completely burned. People and cattle, according to the Torah instructions, were sacrificed using the same ritual. What does the book Exodus say? It contains requirements for Jews to dedicate or give to Yahweh, each firstborn male, among humans and animals. Every first male offspring is mine. You are to do the same with your oxen and your sheep. They shall be with their mother for seven days, and then on the eighth day you are to give them to me. It's hard to listen to this. And it's even harder when you know more. Unfortunately, everything that happens actually concerns the life of absolutely every person, because such topics and topics of violence just penetrate deeper and deeper in our lives. And this is promoted primarily by the media and the film industry. Demonic images are created, which are nourished by people themselves, which are strengthened, and it's natural. And unfortunately, people don't see and don't know about the results, how this… They don't want to see. People know and have heard a lot, but they don't want to. Nobody wants to believe in it, nobody wants to get involved in it. Like, it doesn't concern me. Don't people see what they are shown on TV? Don't people see what is shown to their children? What kind of cartoons are shown, where there are domination, violence, Satanism and everything else. Don't people see what kind of music their children listen to and what kind of music they listen to? Of whom? The music of devil fans. This is a conscious choice, absolutely conscious, or conscious inaction of people. That's why people doubt whether there is God or not. And who are they blaming? They choose on their own and blame God. If God wanted, there would be no Satanism. God wants you to be free in your choice. And all this Satanism happens only because people support this. It is true. Well, let's say, I understand that in this case people can have a question, what to do with this, right? Such a case of indignation. So, we've changed the elite, it won't work. You can vote for others if you don't want to vote for those who have been concerned and whose names have been mentioned, but it will get you nowhere. A simple example. Let's take 
the President of the United States, Mr. Trump, he is absolutely not systemic, and he really is not a part of this Ninth Circle and has nothing to do with it. And he could do a lot of good things, both for his country and for people. But where does he get into? He gets into a continuous confrontation with the top of the elite. Well, if you look at it rationally, we live in another country, but America is America. It has an impact on the whole world. And he really wanted to make America great. And he wants to do. And he did a lot of good things. He declares one thing, and then he gets into a situation when he is forced to say the opposite. Why? Because he's just a human as we are. He has a family. He has children, grandchildren. And his possibilities are extremely limited. Again, because of the fact that he is surrounded by such representatives who are interested precisely in other things. So it turns out that no matter how you look at it, but in order to change something, you need to completely change the entire system. No matter how much you change certain persons, it won't work. It's all happening and will keep happening as long as people will give power to someone else. Even if you take the holiest person and place him above you, giving him power over yourself, well, by shifting the responsibility from yourself onto someone else, even if he's a wonderful person, then representatives of the Ninth Circle will come for him. It is inevitable, it is power, the struggle for power. You see, it is written, to give a child on the eighth day, to sacrifice both an ox and a sheep. Of course, now they say a little different that it is not quite correctly interpreted that to sacrifice means to devote. Well, this is like the process of baptism in Christianity. They also have it on the eighth day. A process is caused by, if it's a boy, then it's circumcision and the like. And the child already belongs to God. And no one sacrifices him. But a simple question then, what to do with a sheep and an ox? Such inconsistency, right. Well, inconsistency, of course. Yes. I understand that many try to justify their religion and everything else. Well, all sorts of things happen in history that now. But the trouble is that it's all happening now. It's a problem. In order to change all this, the only thing you need to do is not to deal with the consequences. The consequences must be also dealt with, and guilty persons must be unmasked, of course. But the most important thing is to eliminate the cause. And the cause of these problems is one, that power which you give to someone else. And naturally, he will do everything to retain his power over you. And who owns the power? Recall such words, bow before me and I will make you king over all kings, right? It's just… Of course, Satan owns. Yes. That's why they are doing their best. It's just scary that these are the people whom human consciousness constantly sees, who are supposed to be role models, whom our mirror neurons copy, and people just want to… many people envy. They envy, they want to be the same. They want to be the same without realizing what is actually going on there. But the Ninth Circle also includes representatives of pop culture, show business and everything else. Yes. Youth leaders. We have prepared material about this too, about the fact that modern research in the film industry and music, which studies the aggressive effect on people, has led scientists to the conclusion that there can be no doubt that the intensive impact of television programs containing scenes of violence is one of the causes of aggressive behavior, crime and violence in society. FBI agent Ted Gunderson said in the interview, I've worked as a senior special agent of the FBI Los Angeles division for 27 and a half years. I've been qualified in court as an expert in satanic rituals and perversions. I have information that the majority of the world's famous actors and singers are involved in this kind of activity. In addition to the above-mentioned, 
Stanley Kubrick's film Eyes Wide Shut, in which he showed these scenes of violence and occult actions. The backstory is that in December 1972 the costume party of Illuminati in the style of surrealism took place at the Rothschild mansion in France, Chateau de Ferrier. The party was designed by Salvador Dali. Alexis Deridi took pictures of the ball. In the late 1970s, Baron recklessly got into disagreement with the Rothschilds and made public the pictures of the ball in revenge. Rothschild declared him insane, and he soon went bankrupt. Later, Stanley Kubrick made the film Eyes Wide Shut in the suburban possession of the Rothschild family about the real life of the elite and showed their secret occult meeting. The energy that the elite leaders received from dark occult actions gave them strength to take over the world. Stanley Kubrick passed away four days after he had introduced the final version of the film Eyes Wide Shut to Warner Brothers. Although his friends, family, actors and film crew asserted that this couldn't be true because he had never complained about his health during the filming process, Mel Gibson says that Hollywood elites kill innocent children and drink their blood. In a shocking expose, movie star Mel Gibson tells about the epidemic of parasites who control Hollywood, that are involved in child sacrifice and pedophilia. Gibson also said that every studio in Hollywood is bought and paid for with the blood of innocent children, adding that the most valuable currency is the blood of babies. I don't fully understand it myself, but they harvest these kids for their energy and feast on their blood. They don't do it mercifully either. They scare them before they sacrifice them. They aren't doing this as some form of artistic expression. They are harvesting the blood of children and eating their flesh, because they think it gives them some sort of life force. If the child was mentally and physically suffering when they died, then it gives them extra life force. Gibson, who has spent the last 30 years working inside and outside of the Hollywood regime, says that the industry's hierarchy thrives on abuse, pain, torture, stress and suffering. According to Gibson, the desire to inflict such abuse isn't limited to just the elite, but only those at the top of the food chain can afford such a luxury, although it's a goal for most people in the industry. Speaking at a post-screening Q&A for a documentary Jim and Andy the Great Beyond in New York, Jim Carrey said that Christmas and New Year are a time when dark energy is pulsating around. And his knowledge of what goes on behind the closed doors of the elite at this time of year. Christmas time today is their satanic slaughter time. Luciferians in Hollywood are determined to pervert the most beautiful time of the year into personal festival of suffering and blood. The entertainment industry is the PR and brainwashing branch of the New World Order, the globalist empire of Luciferianism. Also, about cartoons which are shown and who works on the channels which are devoted to children's and teenage topics. The Walt Disney Company hired pedophile Brian Peck, who starred in X-Men movies. Between two movies he was convicted for molesting a 15-year-old boy. He also taught young actors this skill. After his release from prison, he returned to his previous job. This time he was hired by Disney Company for the series The Sweet Life of Jack and Cody. Martin Weiss. He was jailed for raping a boy. After he was released from custody, the TV channel hired him again. No one knew that Martin used his position to take advantage of 11-year-old boy Evan Hansey, and he did it more than 30 times over a period of years. This continued until Evan was 14, and he plucked up courage to press charges against his agent. Martin was taken into custody, but was released after six months of detention. 
A Nickelodeon product assistant used his job to assault children. He describes himself as a pedophile full-blown, that though didn't stop him from taking a job at Nickelodeon. He contacted a 14-year-old girl over the Internet, introduced himself as a Nickelodeon producer and promised her a television career. The lure of stardom was enough to get the young girl to give up anything, and so she let him fly all the way to Michigan, where he met her at her school, and then he raped her. After that, he was arrested. For molestation, the police found a cache of child porn in his home. It is a terrible story, but the really terrible part is that nothing changed. After serving his time, he got out of jail and then did the same thing all over again. And who are the stars of show business worshipping today? There are many claims that they sold their souls to the devil. Here is the direct speech of rapper Nori. But there is a certain level that you can't get to unless you are aware of certain things. There is a door you have to walk through, and it's on you to walk through that door. And once you walk through that door, there is no coming back. However, one can climb the pedestal of worldwide popularity in global show business only through one door. And this door, unfortunately, is the ninth circle of Satan. John Lennon admitted, I know that the Beatles will have such success that no other rock musician or band has ever had, because I sold my soul to the devil for this. Ralph Rickerman, the former bassist of the Scorpions, admitted he had attended elite snuff parties where people were murdered for entertainment. He had paid $100,000 to attend these types of parties. Katy Perry says, So I got introduced to the music industry. I swear I wanted to be like Richard Grant in music, but it didn't work out, and so I sold my soul to the devil. Kanye West was an ordinary performer like thousands others, but after a short time his career took off. His speech from the stage. I sold my soul to the devil. I know it's a crappy deal. At least he came with gifts. At the 2009 Video Music Awards on MTV, a popular award show, actor Jack Black decided to offer up a prayer of thanks to Satan. Since we are giving a rock award tonight, who wants to pray to the devil with me? Come on, Leighton, addressing the presenter. Now take the hand of the person next to you, dear Dark Lord Satan. Just wanted to ask you to grant tonight's winners continued success in the music industry. What is striking is that everyone present stood up and did it. Here's the answer for you. At the opening of the 2015 Grammy Awards, the song of ACDC, I'm on the highway to hell, was playing. What is surprising is that the whole audience stood up and sang these words, and this diabolic performance ended up with a light triangle, the symbol of Masons. The lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Anthony Kiddies, thanked Satan at the MTV ceremony, and his direct speech contained the following words. First of all, I'd like to thank Satan. Jonas Auckland, music video director Satanist of the global show business, is also a very famous person in Hollywood. He is an active adherent in the global music industry, who directed music videos for the most popular stars. Swedish music video director Jonas Auckland is particularly distinguished by his blackness and militant Satanism in his work. The most popular music stars such as Madonna, Beyoncé, Britney Spears, Rammstein, David Guetta, The Rolling Stones and Metallica address him as the video director of the highest status. Jonas makes videos that do not correspond to lyrics or completely change the original message of composition by adding vulgarity, distorting and adding images of death, money and drugs. What is noteworthy is that he started his career at the age of 18 as a drummer in the Swedish band Bathory, and the band itself was named after the Hungarian countess Elizabeth Bathory, who is listed in the Guinness Book as the woman who committed the greatest number of murders.
that is back in the 80s of the last century, Jonas Ackerland, along with other musicians, was already promoting the ideology of Satanism among young people. And these are far from all who can declare it openly. Igor Mikhailovich, there is the following question from our participants. Why do they really do all this? They seem to be people who are in their right mind, people who are at the pinnacle of their power. Why do they need all this? Well, that's why they are at the pinnacle of power and the peak of popularity. But Satan is a deceiver. He gives them illusion, the illusion of power, the illusion of enjoying life, the illusion that they are worth something. Everything passes. And this passes very quickly. But what price will they pay for this? Mm-hmm. Well, another paradox is that all these adherents of Satan, they serve Satan 24 hours a day, and they work on this really hard. If people work so, let's say, hard on the spiritual path, You can't imagine how many saints there would be. But unfortunately, they work hard only in service to Satan. Very often it's said that such acts of violence give them some strength and that… Well, it's really so. This gives them power over people. Their word becomes the one that is heard. This is a natural process, because this world and human consciousness, as part of this world, they belong to the one who they worship. But human personality does not belong to Satan. And a human, in fact, is much stronger and superior to all this. Well, we return to consciousness again. Our consciousness is material, absolutely material. And it belongs precisely to the system, or to Lucifer, or whatever they call him. Hence desires, hence human evil, hence thirst, envy, and all the human filth. But everything goes away. Igor Mikhailovich, there are also examples of witness testimonies that a child is mostly sacrificed on his eighth birthday. But there are also cases when children, when they are already older, about five years old and older, are given drugs to sacrifice them. However, there are also cases when a body of a pregnant woman is cut alive, a fetus is taken from her, it is dismembered, killed, blood is drunk from it, and… Its flesh is eaten. In this case, it's flesh is eaten, yes. But in this case, the mother herself is not injected with drugs so that, as they believe, she threw more blood into adrenaline in the blood. So that you experience more fear. Yes, and that the child in this case will have more adrenaline in the blood. But what is happening, in fact? Actually, it's not so. Based on their doctrine, it is believed that when when a mother sees an inevitability of her death, and after all, killing is not fast, but with suffering, with fear, she tries to protect her child, her fetus, putting into him the maximum of her life, as if giving him her prana, giving him her life. Then they, by taking the fetus from her, take it with a double life. And this gives them the kind of double strength, double power over us. This is what they are fighting for with us. It's just now when somewhere, even in the media, you come across expressions that a certain person has a certain army of fans, then you understand who these people actually worship. What attracts them? It is precisely this work of consciousness, this attraction. Mm -hmm. Well, this is exactly the result of these actions. Precisely for this he kills children and eats the flesh of the babies to have power and attractiveness, so that he has an army of fans. Well, what will it give him? Everything passes. Is it easy for people who are now in the cult, the Ninth Circle of Satan, to give up power? 
For those who have sold their souls to the devil, it is already impossible to give him up, because they no longer have souls, and he completely controls them, and he will not give up by himself. A simple answer. Never sell or betray God. Never. And the fact that the representatives of the Ninth Circle of Satan think that they are the closest circle to Lucifer, that they are this closest circle, this is the circle of traitors. They are the biggest egoists and proudlings of all people, if they do this. Of course they will think that it is so. But in fact they are… In fact, they are far. Apart from them, in this three-dimensional reign, apart from this Ninth Circle, which as they believe is the elite of the whole world. Well, over this elite there are such guys as the Green Dragon, mm -hmm. whom we, as modern citizens, remember as Hitler's guards. He had representatives of the Green Dragon, but in fact, this order was militant. It was even under L. These were his guards, these were his people. And with their help, he controlled his children, whom he had appointed as gods, Yahweh and others, and whom he had given his peoples. Apart from the fact that he controlled them with medications prolonging their lives, he also controlled them so they would not conspire or do anything else, but it was precisely their guards who served faithfully to El himself, solely to him. That was the Green Dragon. But the Green Dragon is completely subordinated to the Archon. And the Archons, yes, are close to Satan himself. Can I ask a question? So, as you can see, it is not the Ninth Circle that is close to him. For every Vijay there is a Raja. And also, after watching the program, consciousness says that, yes, the information is serious, but still, it turns out that the system eventually erases these understandings. Of course it does. But the trouble is that we've talked about serious things today, yes? But, literally, in a short time, people will lose it all. Consciousness will start saying, yes, this cannot be, they are good. They've read rumors, they've seen too much, and the like. No, all this is not so. Everything is fine. Why? Because a person will start hiding in fear, and consciousness will play along with him. And again, their power, which makes them almost omnipotent gods here, the same power makes people change their own opinion about them. Well, here's the result of what they do for it. So that you see in them the ones they want, but not the ones they are. For this they sold their souls. So that you imitate them, so that you aspire to approach them and obey them. Everything is simple. Everything is very simple. Well, I have to tell it again that the ones from the Ninth Circle, as I have already mentioned, can be easily, say, cut down to size. All that is needed is the consumer format of society. This is the only society in which they can develop to convert this consumer format into a creative and constructive society, where everyone is equal, where there is no power over people, where people are free and worthy. And all this will stop. There will simply be no way to do this. We can stop it this way, but still, there are worse forces besides these open Satanists. Let's take, for instance, those very Kanduks. These are not the highest, let's say, not the closest mm -hmm. to Lucifer. To Lucifer, yes. But they, in fact, don't kill people openly. 
they don't boast of it. They don't strive for power, because they really know the value of life. Because every day for them is the last free breath. Nevertheless, they are tempted, I mean these conducts, precisely by power, not by this power, but by the real power, by secret power, when they take people's lives as food for themselves, not even approaching a person, being at a great distance from him, and they cannot be caught in the act. These ones are forced to make trouble in three-dimensionality, while those are on the other side. Just imagine, today in the world there are on average about 10,000 such inhumans as Kanduks. It is actually easy enough to calculate how much harm they do to humanity. Kanduk devours someone's life every three days. The average activity of Kandu is 70 years. And look, he is 120 people in a year. To date, there are about 10,000 of them. Just multiply 120 by 10,000 and you will see what army of people Kanduks eat. This is in addition to the representatives of the Ninth Circle. The math is simple. In a year he eats not their bodies, but what is called life force. In the East it is called prana. And this is what he takes away. And that's why he is hunting people. But as a rule, in our three-dimensional world, this is manifested as suicide, accident, accident on the road, unexplained to death. Now the statistics that WHO has is just clear, that every 40 seconds people die from suicides on the planet. Quite right. Every 40 seconds someone satiates one's insatiable womb. And what to do with them is already a problem. Yes, just now, when you see and understand who actually belongs to, so to say, the order of the Ninth Circle, or the Ninth Circle, then you understand that, and who should actually work, and how to confront Kanduks. Well, and again, who is going to promote real service to God? And where will the heroes come from? Well, again, selfishness, pridefulness, lies imposed by the same representatives of the Ninth Circle. While they have everything, they have television, they have power, they have courts and everything else. However, people do have a conscience, people do have a soul, people do have a personality, and most importantly, people do have faith in God. Well, how they allow this then? How can a person protect oneself from the influence of Kanduk? protect oneself and own relatives. Well, a human can protect oneself from the influence of a Kanduk, and we've talked about this more than once. If a person is really free, free as a personality, when he serves God, stands firmly on the spiritual path, then no Kanduk and no one will come up to him. A human can protect himself from a Kanduk, but from representatives of the Ninth Circle is already a question, because they have an army, they have power structures. And one person will not be able to oppose anything to these, to the highest elite of the modern world, unfortunately. Igor Mikhailovich, since we have now touched upon the topic of Vatican and the topic of the Ninth Circle, there is also a question. I'll read out a question from our viewers. In the recent years, news from the Vatican on readiness for contacts with aliens has started to appear. Although only a short while ago the Vatican said that we were alone in the universe, that there were no aliens, that all these were demons. Whereas the papal throne has a space program, an observatory, astronomers and even ufology consultants. And suddenly the rhetoric has drastically changed. In April 2016, Pope Francis said, 
Dear brothers, I wanted to tell all of you that we are not alone in the universe. Science has already made so much progress, and we will most likely soon will know our new brothers and sisters, with whom we will exchange a sign of peace. This will be the greatest day for the whole Christian world. He also said that if an alien had come and asked to baptize him, he would have obviously done it. We must open the doors and let the alien enter. The Church is always open to anyone. The previous Pope, Benedict XVI, also raised the topic of the accessibility of Church sacraments to the inhabitants of other worlds ten years before Francis. The action of the Eucharist is not limited to the Church. Its significance and value are cosmic dimensions. Right after the Vatican, the United Nations began to talk about aliens. In 2010, a new position of responsible for the first contact with extraterrestrial civilizations appeared in the United Nations. In 2015, the United Nations Children Fund, UNICEF, released a video showing an extraterrestrial child being integrated into a normal human classroom. Why? Is a public consciousness being reformatted in a completely new way, using the Overton window? And where has this need actually arisen from? Especially, why does the Nine Circle need this? And is it all good or bad? How is this? And it's interesting, yes, in the modern world, where there are a lot of problems, where, excuse me, people who are forced mm -hmm. to migrate to another country and they have a problem, with adaptation, where a problem arises exactly in relations. And instead of teaching people how they should live with each other, they start telling how should adapt at school. Excuse me, not a forced immigrant, but an alien child. That's a good question, right? Why is this happening? And why does the Ninth Circle need it? And, again, there are aliens or there are no aliens, right? But since the representatives of the highest, the representatives of the Ninth Circle talk about this, then it is worthwhile for any layman to think whether aliens exist or not. Perhaps I will tell all this in the form of a legend, a story, as it is convenient for your consciousness. As far as we know, in 2007, their lead received from their scientists a report on the almost inevitable apocalypse, which will be caused by climate changes in the near and very near future. This is where the initial steps of the representatives of the Ninth Circle, as you say, to develop and implement these Overton windows, that is, the idea that aliens do exist and that they are good, began to be imposed on public consciousness. And what's the point of all this? And the point is very simple. They hope that aliens will come and save them. I emphasize that they will be saved. Well, for a complete understanding of why them and why not us, we should probably expand understanding for our friends a little bit. It often appears lately, and whoever is fond of ufology might have noticed, that someone is imposing the following idea on people, that people start saying that they are annulling a treaty with the Anunnaki, so that the Anunnaki have to get off this planet. Well, I think a lot of people have heard and seen this. The Anunnaki are accused of wanting to take energy from people, that they exploit people and the like. Accusation is not important. What is most important is that they declare their desire to annul a treaty with the Anunnaki, not with anyone, but precisely with Anunnaki. And now we are going little back in history, 24,000 years ago. It's amazing how quickly people forget. I understand Darwin's theory, which say that 24,000 years ago our ancestors just threw off their tails and took a stick in their hands and chased the mammoth with it. But in fact, 24,000 years ago, 
well, a little more, it doesn't matter. The human race on Earth worked for and was the slave of those who are now called the Pexians. Well, people call them this way, but in fact it's different. But they are often described by ufologists that they are of small height, about a meter or so, grey men. But these creatures are with an insatiable hunger, and they are soulless. And moreover, they have a very high level of intelligence, and in terms of development, they are actually several billion years ahead of humankind in technology, evolution and technical evolution. This is one of the most evil races in the universe, and in due time it enslaved people. And people simply forgot that they were food, let's say, supplement to their diet. This is true, no joke, they devoured people, we were just biological food for them, like cows, pigs, birds and everything else for us. But beyond that, people were their slaves, and they worked in quarries, mines and many other things. This has been forgotten. A human was an absolutely powerless being. Still, people found within themselves an opportunity to unite and together ask for protection from that very Anunnaki. And on the Meru Council, the Anunnaki were allowed to interfere. The Anunnaki, of course, is one of the most advanced civilizations today. These are human-like, soul-filled beings with enormous, let's say, scientific, even incomprehensible to date, evolution. Naturally, they easily got them off. But there is such an understanding as human freedom of choice, and the whole protection of the Anunnaki comes down to the fact that they gave absolute freedom to people, and they do not interfere in people's lives. And this is true. During this time, yes, there were contacts, yes, there was a help, targeted one, rare and minimal. But not a single evil, let's say, race, has penetrated and captured people for twenty-four-thousand years. The Anunnaki protect millions of planets, like our one today. But in this world, I mean in our universe, there are in fact billions and billions of planets on which the same people as we live, who are less or more advanced with their genetic, let's put it so, disadvantages, or on the contrary, advantages. Someone blinks in the wrong way, provoking in us something we don't want. Someone, pardon me, has longer ears. Someone has a shorter nose. But we are all united by one factor, the presence of soul. And since there is a soul, it means that there is also a personality. Meaning, regardless of the different bodies we have, or regardless of the bodily abilities we possess in this world, we all have one common thing, which ultimately makes us the same, if we gain it, and it's life. Angels, they are all the same, they are free. So, I have a simple question, I will return to it. How did people find out that even a small fraction of people who publicly declared that they are annulling a treaty with the Anunnaki would be enough, and the Anunnaki would be forced to leave this planet? That is the law. But the point is, as soon as the Anunnaki leave this planet, here they will come. The Apexians. Absolutely right, these evil creatures. So this elite makes a simple calculation. It is commonplace economics, commonplace mathematics. After all, they are the pinnacle of human power, and they expect these beasts to come after the Anunnaki leave. 
and they will be intermediaries between these beasts and people. They will say, it's the way things are done, it pleases God and the like, so that people will be humble and won't ask Anunnaki for protection. And those beasts in return will stop exactly these inevitable climate changes. They really can, technologically they can do this. It is a highly advanced race. Well, questions may arise here, but what about the Anunnaki? The Anunnaki can also do this, but pardon me, this is our problem, and it occurs just because we've decided so. Believe me, we have decided so, and we hastened these cataclysms by our inaction, by our heartlessness, and, let's put it so, by our although tacit, but the support of these representatives of the Ninth Circle, and you understand what is going on in the world today, even based on what we have just heard. Tell us honestly whether this humanity is worthy of the future. Well, to be honest, you will understand the answer yourself. That's why we are approaching that which humanity can change, if it wants to. But it's not enough just to wait, we should do our best. For instance, the Ninth Circle does it, and they have come up with such a simple scheme to survive and retain power. They've decided to give us all to the beasts. And who, rather than they, could not let these thoughts run to people, that the Anunnaki is bad, under the protection of whom all humankind has been for 24,000 years, and it is bad. To be in freedom, yes, we kill each other, yes, even Satanists have the right to exist. Isn't that the highest freedom of humankind, that we can do what we want? I think this is the highest the God can give to people like us. And if we change, He will give us love as well, in addition to our freedom here. That is certainly higher and better, but we should strive for it. That is the situation. I'm sorry, friends, for the program today. It's really sad, not very pleasant. But the answers correspond to the questions. Thank you for your attention. Today, I will break a little with tradition, let me say so. Let's live so, as not to serve Satan, my friends. Thank you for your attention.